Great. Dang, I don't have a drink. Um, so welcome to the Red and Mickey show, talking about being an indie artist. Um, when Tiff and I were talking about doing this episode, she was like, yo, like, who can we ask? As if we don't have enough artist friends. But like, I instantly thought of, you know, you, Maurice, and um, also my homegirl, Bear. Um, I don't think I want to introduce you guys. Do you mind just doing a quick two second, like where you're from, what you're up to? For anyone that doesn't know, I know some of you guys, you got fans in here, so, and people will be listening. So give us yeah. a down. What's up, Maurice? Where are you from? What you do? What's up? Uh, I'm from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. I live in Los Ooh, Angeles yeah. now. Um, I'm a singer, songwriter, producer. I've written some really big songs, some diamond records, some platinum records. Yeah. And I'm an artist myself, and uh, yeah, I'm 24 years old. We love it. He likes long walks on the beach. I like long walks on the beach. (laughs) Bear, what's up? What's popping with you over there? Made in Taiwan. I'm from Taiwan. Yeah, um, Mickey actually coined the term "Made in Taiwan" for me, which is actually the title of my first album, dropping on. Oh, that's fire. Um, Yeah, I'm an artist. I started. Um, you know, my backgrounds in songwriting and audio engineering, um, just starting to produce the stuff myself, hopefully going to get really good at mixing and mastering. And one day I won't need a single other person. I love that. And that's, that's what this is about. That's this, what this we whole on call. over here, baby. <laughs> yeah, this whole call is about, you know, being self-sufficient, um, you know, me and Tiff are are um you know very self-sufficient and i think probably everyone on this call or listening is self-sufficient or wants to be so i think that tiff do you want to just start with literally how to start i know that's so basic but we have more complicated questions later okay i'm just thinking um, how to start as an independent artist i have a million answers to it in one but does anyone on the panel want to talk about how to start I think for me, I, when I moved to LA, I was not, had did not have the confidence within myself at all to even, I think, consider myself ever to be an artist or like that, that term sounded like it would be like on Jupiter for me, if anything. but I, I really wanted to like write songs for people and I could record myself, like vocal produce. But I think honestly, what it came down to was I feel like I had almost like a like a crisis of sorts like I I was just like okay so even when I become Dr. Luke like what is this gonna mean to me and I think I think it really came down to me realizing that like why I was doing this was to spread my message and just like and even I feel like now it still kind of changes like what my real purposes to be an artist is constantly evolving mm-hmm. I mean I think it bo- for me it boils down to just like inspire people you know and like but I feel like being an artist I think a lot of people have to realize that being an artist requires like heart that isn't it's like it's not just all the other stuff you see but it's like I feel like there's something else that's like, you can't really even put it into words. Yo, you just took the words out my mouth. You said two things that were really important that I preach all the time is one, knowing how to record yourself is an absolute must. And yes. you, you hit on the, the number two thing, which I know Maurice will agree with is knowing your why. 
And that's just a mindset. Yeah. Period. I felt like that was my, it just, you know, it makes everything else fall in place. Right. I want to know who on here knows who doesn't know their why. Anyone lost out in this piece? You could just drop a comment if you're lost. Yeah. Um, but Maurice, you want to say anything just on the topic of how to start or is that that sums yeah. it up? Yeah, I mean, I fully agree. I think obviously like from from even before we get into making music, the mindset definitely uh, should be there or at least, you know, a curiosity. But I'm sure if you're in here, you're probably curious about it. You probably care about it enough to get started. And once you get to that point, definitely investing in an initial kind of setup to create. It doesn't have to be much. You can honestly go on Amazon, probably like 150 bucks. You have like a very basic recording setup that, you know, can be the bedding for everything you do going forward. And the reason why it's so important to have your own setup is because, you know, as a, as a musician, you're going to constantly be criticized. Oh, you sound like this. You sound like that. You sound like this. So being able to sit there by yourself, nobody in your face, nobody, you know, you're not in a room trying to impress anybody. You can really cultivate and craft your own musical identity. And to me, that's like the, the best way to do it, to really craft your own sound. And it's also how you're going to master all the skills necessary to be a music artist as a career. You're going to learn how to record yourself. You're going to learn, yeah. you know, how to sing and perform into a microphone, how to rap better, how to convey your emotion through a microphone. But then that same setup is like the same reason why you're going to be able to, you know, do the other side of, which is the business side. Having a computer, you know, is going to allow you to obviously focus on, you know, building a, a content strategy and all the probably more complex things that we'll get into later. Mm -hmm. But you know, a setup is more than people realize. Like, it's not just like, yeah, get a setup. It's like, no, you need a setup. Like, it's it's not negotiable, As, especially in 2020, it's the yeah. bare minimum. And that's what I would say. If you want to get started, start there because you're going to go and spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on studio time and you're never going to get that money back. You know, you put the music invested into yourself or you put the money behind your own music, invest in yourself with the setup. It's going to come back to you way more significantly. And when you get opportunities, one of the biggest things that I that I kind of noticed early on was, you know, A&Rs would be like, hey, can you write to this beat? And later on, those same A&Rs would fly me out to LA or New York. And it was because I had a setup that I was able to take advantage of those opportunities. And you don't want to miss out on stuff like that. How to start to be an indie artist is to start. <laughs> I think that everybody is like looking for like, you know, this like microwave success. And I think the thing that stops people from success is not starting at all, is planning and strategizing and like doing all of this stuff. I mean, I've, I've been, um, I have hoarded projects for ever, you know, planning and trying to execute the perfect way. And then, you know, you miss your moment. Um, not starting not just pulling the trigger when it when it's not because it's never going to be perfect like ever no matter even when you are a master there's no such thing as perfection in human form in my opinion and so like action if you want results results require action so like wherever you are is where you start and your start looks like your start all of our starts look different there's no you know nobody went to college to be a artist 
everybody's start is different. We all um, got into the business or got our opportunity or our shot in different ways. And so, I mean, your setup might be GarageBand on your iPhone. Whatever you have, where you are, finesse that shit. Just finesse it. Like whatever you have, max it out to the fullest. If all you got is Instagram, TikTok, and you know, the recording joint on your phone, max it out, use all the effects, learn how to do the technical, watch all the YouTube videos, learn how to use GarageBand on your iPhone, figure out how to finesse TikTok and Instagram to, you know what I'm saying? Use what you have and start where you are. Also something I always like to say is that your 80% is someone else's 100%. A song is never gonna be done. So there's really no, there's no point in hoarding the shit, you know, God forbid that something happened to you and you've spent years and years building, you know, up these records or this catalog and like nothing ever happens. And we never hear it. And Mm -hmm. no one ever hears the art. So just want to put it out there. Um, Yeah, exactly. I did a call with Maurice a few months ago. He came and talked to um, some of the hard drive community. And Maurice, you said something, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. I know that you're going to remember, but it was something in regards to content, right? And how to engage your fans or your growing fan base. And it was like three things. It was like, there's three types of content. It was like lifestyle, talent, and something else. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or am I making this up on the spot? No, you're right. There was your lifestyle, uh, your talent, and... um... You might have been on the fly with it because I'm like, it sounds like you read this in a book. Somewhere. No, you know what? You know what? I, I really, I really thought about like kind of a comprehensive outlook on the content. And then I put together what I felt like were the top three things right. specifically for that call. And, you know, even for me, it kind of clarified some things on my own end. But I would say, yeah. So the reason behind those types of content, you want to diversify your content um, because, you know, especially in 2020 like we've seen it all you know what I mean we've seen everything on social media so you know you have to figure out and identify the things that make you who you are not don't think of it from like a marketing perspective or anything like literally who are you as a person and start there you know every one of us has some level of talent um you know it's up to us to discover those things and I think you want to put that on display on social media because essentially what that is is just calling out to the people in the world who are into what you do. And that's the quickest way to connect with those people is by being, you know, genuinely yourself and showing your genuine talent. So if you're, if you can sing, you know, maybe it might be a good idea to to showcase yourself singing. The lifestyle aspect um, is a little bit different because now we're, we're talking about building the tribe and building a tribe is essentially like building a family you know you're, you're not just going and selling shit to people you're you're literally trying to build like like a, a community around your music around your lifestyle which is what do you believe in what do you stand for like what do you think about what's going on in the world what is, that's that's essentially what makes up your personality is how you interpret all these things in your life so showing that in, in your social media is good <laughs> But I just want to go off of that really quick and just remind yeah. us, like, stop with the cold posts, the cold captions, like, mm-hmm. the go check out my singles. Like, I know we all know that. I'm just saying, like, it needs to be reiterated because nobody cares. Literally no one. No more check out my single, check out my album. Like, what made you make this single? What were you going through? Like, I always say this also, ask people to choose something with you. Like, yo, help me choose the cover art for the next album. Mm-hmm. 
or like just getting your your people involved like that's what this is about it's as much about them than it is about you as an artist you know as a human being you're going you're going through life you know essentially document that journey of being you you know like what you do this morning and um you know being an artist specifically that's a big part of your story but you know really let people in on you know your perspective of that journey because again that's another reason why people will relate to you because you know telling your personal story and some people maybe that's not the thing but finding a way to tell your story is very powerful and it, it has a profound effect on on people because we love to to watch you know a coming of age story we love to watch someone go from like absolutely nobody to fucking justin bieber like we want it we want to see that so let us in on the on the good and the bad and i think you'll notice a lot of celebrities that are good at this shit they're not scared to you know be like uh you know i, I gained five pounds this month you know like people literally post <laughs> it's that humanity it's humanity yeah, letting people connect to your humanity. I was watching, um, sorry, not sorry to cut you off. No, please, I, was, please. I was watching, um, I watched The Voice last night with my parents and my dad was telling me about like some contestant on there that he really likes and he was telling me why he liked her. And it was because of her story. He was just like, man, I love an underdog. Like, you know, and he was so excited for me to experience her performance. And he knew all of this stuff about who she was, like not just part of the reason why he <laughs> believes in her. He's like, I'm gonna vote for her. You know what I mean? Like he believes in her. She's also fucking incredible, but her, she was to your point, she was not afraid to go on the voice and say, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. like and to be you know and because the thing is I feel like what makes what makes people stars is their individuality like and we're all individuals right and you know sure you know people follow and stuff like that but what makes a star what makes somebody really stand out is them unapologetically being themselves can I go off that real quick talking about being unapologetic I just want to shout out bear because bear will be on Instagram with her arms up armpit hair out like yes. oh my God. <laughs> I'm just saying like when I saw that I was like I fucking love you like yo that is the definition of artistry I mean not just the armpit hair but I'm like well, bro it's intent I'm growing it intentionally I'm trying to make a statement <laughs> I mean, ah, I'm yes <laughs> But no, like just finding ways to be unapologetic. It does not need to be something physical like that, but it can even just be like in the way that you're telling the stories and your lyrics. And and I on this topic also kind of branching off, but I we gotta talk about getting past the excuses of not wanting to release music. I think that um any everyone in here can relate to that. I've had three years where I didn't put music out. I know me that dropped a hundred songs a year. Like there's been spans of time that I really am not ready to speak or you know there's just like this fear i'm not gonna get any plays but then it's like bruh you're not gonna get any plays if you don't release it either you're just leaving breadcrumbs for your fans to discover so even if you put a song out and you get 10 plays who the fuck cares when you do eventually start bringing those fans in they're gonna go and they're gonna find all that old music that's the whole yep. point of putting it out at yep. all <laughs> it's not about blowing up today it can blow up in 10 years and look at it like a gallery like if you were an artist like a painter like every every piece that you paint is not the one right it's like but you have a collection you have a collection and if you look at your music the same or your catalog the same way it's like this is my collection and you know this piece 
was, you know, a masterpiece and it was award-winning and celebrated. This piece was looked over and didn't do shit. This piece, um, you know, I gave away for free and was for a foundation. This piece, I, you know what I mean? It's a, it's, it's your life's work and there's no time limit on that. Like, it's just, I think we put so much pressure on, um, on it and it's it's unrealistic and the truth is, is is it's it's a waste of your time because you you nothing you can do can force yeah. it you know when you're when you blow up you can always pull songs out if you really hate it so i feel like for me in my journey i've had to just learn to just go through the release process over and over like get my artwork ready get get this whole process streamlined as if i was a fucking major label you know, like get the, you know, I think next year I want to focus on ads, like get, get everything ready in place for, for the release. And that goes way beyond just making the song, you know? So it's like, I think training that muscle is, is part of being an independent artist as well. Your friends are not your fans? Yeah. So oh, I think, shit. I think that yeah. like, I think that you know when you release you release content you you put out music you do your thing and you're hoping that like everyone supports it and then like your best friend doesn't post it and you're like secretly devastated you know what I mean <laughs> I remember the crash course when I first started like your friends are not your fans and one of my you know and I just was so like what like that means you don't support me it's no your friends know you they know who you really are. It's like my parents. Like right now, I'm in, I'm in, I'm on the East Coast, right? My parents see me without my wig, without my makeup. You know what I'm saying? They know who I really am outside of all this artsy shit. And so do your friends. They're no different. So, like, you know, when you it's like when I change my friends don't call me Tiffany Red. They're like, girl, get the fuck out of here. Well, there's two sides of the coin, right? I was going to say hey, both sides, yeah. There's both sides. There's, hey, I'm an artist and I have artist friends that send me stuff to post. And I'm like, eh, I don't really want to. Uh, but then yeah. there's also the other side of me being an artist and like expecting friends to like post stuff for me. I don't ever ask anyone so, to post for me ever in life. Um, yeah. Either side of those, does either of those sides trigger you guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't think it should ever be an expectation per se. Like, honestly, you should just do you regardless. Like, it's not even about specifically your friends, you know, and and like you guys were saying, the if they like the song, maybe they would share it. But like, how many songs do you even share? You know what I mean? It's that's not the point. That's not the reason why we do this anyway. It's not to impress our friends or to like be like, hey, like, look, I make music. That's why it's important to connect to your why anyways, because that why should be something that will allow you to connect back to it whenever you have these moments of insecurity or you have the it's like no 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 I, I didn't get started in this because my friend like I love music you know and I, this is who I believe I am this is part of my identity so that that outweighs all of my friends posting me on Instagram plus like at the end of the day the objective is to gain fans um, that don't know who you are beforehand <laughs> <laughs>
Then can I add something to that? I also want to make sure that people get past the fear of not posting because they don't want like their friends to unfollow them or mute them or something like that. I know that artists hold back from like putting content out and promoting because they're like, dang, I'm going to be like blowing up my friends' timelines. And it's like, again, you're not doing this for your friends. Like you're doing it yeah. to attract new people that are going to come on your page and see your content. And then one more thing about content um, is stop um, putting out the same promo flyers and visualizers. Like, let's switch it up a little bit. There's a certain level of validation that like every human, I feel like kind of needs, right? Like, it's like, you know, you want your friends, your friends or your mom or your whoever to, to, to see you, you want to be humans want to be seen. Right. And I think the tricky thing with being an artist is that, you know, your value in the industry is measured by how many people like you stream your music and buy your stuff. And it's really hard to separate who you are and who you, your self-worth and your self-value from numbers because the way that it's painted in front of us like if we're being honest the way that it's painted in front of us is the algorithm it is the numbers it is that everyone's chasing the being the big star they don't want to be the little star you don't want to be the shooting star you want to be the motherfucking son you know what i'm saying and so you know like no one's trying to like i don't think I, people get on my nerves when I, i've heard people be like i'm not trying to be like beyonce it's like if you're not then what are you doing like what are you seriously i want my hairstylist i remember one time he said to me i'll never fucking forget this shit he was like bitch if you're not here to slay move <laughs> and i was like well shit then what the fuck is and it's seriously, it's like, if you're not here to slay, what the fuck are you doing? So I understand, like, it's a, it's a, it's a delicate dance because it's easy to get lost in the sauce. And, and, you know, I don't want it to come off like, at least for me, I don't want it to come off like these are things that I never cared about because they are. My feelings were hurt when my friends didn't support my music. My feelings were hurt when songs that I thought were hits didn't go. My feelings were hurt when I sent my music to the, the, curators at apple and they picked a song that i hate instead of the one that i really you know what i'm saying like i don't want to say i don't want it to come off like we or like i don't feel those things too i think those are things that you navigate through and in the beginning when i was in in the beginning of being an artist those were things that tripped me up those were things that got in my way and like you know with what Mickey was saying earlier with like not releasing content not wanting to flood everybody's timelines not like i remember when i first started and started really churning out content and like seeing who started to unfollow me and sure like Oh, they will. Friends, yeah, they, they will. And and the thing is, is listen, if it hurts your feelings, that's okay. You're a human. Step over that shit and keep going though. Yeah. Like process how you're feeling, dig a little deeper and get to your why. Get to why, you know, like ask your, even as an artist, ask yourself why you're doing this. Why do you want everyone to see you? Why you want all eyes on you? Why is that important to you? What are you, you know what I'm saying? You got to figure that shit out because it's like, there's no, you'll always get back to that validation shit, whether it's in the algorithm, whether it's in your, you know what I'm saying? So I just wanted to throw that out there and say like, if you are feeling that you're not alone, that was me two years ago. I was like, oh my yeah. God, she didn't post my song. We've all, I think like, I feel like I've spent the last five years just like navigating through like, 
trying to pitch a song to a label to get the streams because I'm like, why are all these whack artists like getting like so many streams and my shit's bet? But yeah, like this, this, this <laughs> yeah, that shit yeah. matters to you. It matters to totally, you. Totally, totally. And I think, I think it's, a, it's a process. Right. Ahead, it's, it's like, it really is. I think, and that's why like, I never want to, even with my friends, like I'm not ever like trying to advise people exactly what to do because I feel like part of being an artist is really going through that. And then I think like after five years of trying to chase all these things that I thought would define how good I feel that I am, I'm like, no, like actually the root of why I'm doing this is because music art makes me happy when I create it. And not when, like, I've had songs go off with labels, one, you know, that, like, I don't like the song. And I realized, like, the numbers don't really make me, like, at least me. Like, I, and, and the thing is, if the numbers make you feel really fulfilled, then, like, that's a sign to you. Like, I think the, the lesson I, for me is to listen to your heart. So it's like, if what you're chasing and you chase something and you get it, you're like, you should pay attention to how you feel. And that'll inform more and more like your why. Cause I feel like everyone's still always figuring that out, you know? And, and like, I had to figure out that like, honestly, yeah, let me, let me learn how to make a beat now because learning that really fulfills me. Like, I feel, I feel so much better. Like this year I, I didn't submit anything to a label to like submit hub. Like I, I was just focused on making stuff that made me feel good. And like, I got the best results I, I really have. Some people do, do want more of the external thing that like, I think it just depends on like what you're chasing really. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's no wrong answer either. We exactly. Yeah. The time. It's yeah. okay. If you want to be rich and famous, like that's not a right. bad thing. Right. That's okay. <laughs> Except I think this is a good segue into dealing with criticism and um, Bear, I want to bring up one thing. So a couple months, uh, damn, this was like summer actually. Bear posted um, pictures or a video. Was it a video of you running through Poppy Fields? Oh my God. We have to talk about this. So yeah. Oh my God. Will you tell the story? Well, basically being a diligent independent artist, I went to... um, the freaking poppy fields that everyone and their mother in Los Angeles has been to <laughs> the orange flowers. And I didn't know apparently being on the field itself is like bad for them. So basically I posted a picture and I got like a flood of like, na- like this, this account literally called public lands hates you was <laughs> like, posting my shit all over their page like like go and look at this influencer and I'm like first of all I'm not even an influencer like but um, all I know is I went to your page and there were like 300 comments from like millions of poppy seed lovers which is not a problem that's amazing that they support that that's cool but then I started defending her. Like, I'm pretty sure she didn't know that she was ruining these plants' lives. Like, anyways, this is what I'm talking about. Now I'm getting amped up. And, and it's, um, I was reading a book by Tim Ferriss the other day, and there was a section in the book about how to deal with trolls, right? And he said how he deals with criticism is, is 80 to 90% of the time he ignores it. And then 8 to 10% of the time he pours gasoline on it. 
meaning he actually promotes it because it's it's kind of it's giving him SEO, right? Um, and then two percent of the time he's like, I'm like wine drunk and I'll just fight with them for no reason. So um, I thought it was really important that 90% of, of it was ignored. And I often see artists wasting a lot of time going too much back and forth with mm. you know, their trolls. But long story short, short trolls are, are needed. You know, that's good PR. Yeah, it's like yeah. being famous training, I feel like. like <laughs> I remember this, by the way, Mickey. I remember when you got into the poppy siege. <laughs> Yo, I, and I remember the poppy moment when everyone was at the poppy fields and yeah. everyone was getting trashed, by the way. Like, that was like, yes. And honestly, the other low-key thing is it's like the best engagement. It's like natural engagement so what is some of the worst criticism you've ever gotten and like how do you deal with that let's talk about criticism now it could yeah. I think it could be from a and r's it could be from yeah. other artists like that kind of criticism oh, yeah yeah, yeah so, social media i feel like is its own thing and most of the time it's like if if you're getting trolls just com just completely try to brush it off as best you can. I'm sure there's a the million different ways that we can uh, discuss about how to do that, whether it's meditation or whatever, but don't take it seriously on social media. It's just social media, for real, for real, for real. But on the other hand, I think probably for me, the worst form of criticism that I ever got was um, there's this company that was really, really interested in signing me at one point. And I remember they flew out to uh, to Canada to see me perform. And they eventually flew me out to New York to take like this, honestly, like out of a movie type meeting, like in, on this rooftop in New York, I felt like I was in like Sex in the City or some shit. <laughs> and uh, I remember like we went through all of that just for them to basically tell me that, you know, they liked my old sound better than my new sound. And I remember like that hit me so hard because like I, in my, from my point of view, I was like, man, this is like my best music that I've ever made. The music that I just feel in my heart the most, like this is it. And they didn't believe in it. And I, I just remember like that really hit me really hard emotionally. And it, it took me, honestly, it took me months to recover, but it really inspired my one, a, a project that came with so much personal growth. And I think everybody on this panel can relate to the idea that some people may may not see the value in you that you need to see in yourself because again like there's a deeper why to why we do this and it should never be about these external factors like you said wanting to be rich and famous there's nothing wrong with that but at the end of the day at the end of the day you have to you're not going to get that resilience from you know these external factors and, and depending on those that self-worth has to come from within and so you know it actually, I, I can truly say that it, it made me more confident as an artist in, the, in, in hindsight, but in the moment, it really, it really affected me. And I think the way that I was dealing with it, um, and that's just because I care about this so much. To somebody else, maybe it wouldn't have hit them as hard, but for me, I'm like, what? No, like, I was angry, I was sad, I was all types of things. Yeah. And for me, I, I honestly, like, making more music was so therapeutic for me post that I got to vent my anger my frustration and like where's that project at yo that's on the way that's 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 coming up I got oh, a whole oh, oh yeah and some of that actually was in my last EP Destination Unknown which was kind of that idea like I felt like damn I thought I was working for this moment mm -hmm. and that moment wasn't it sometimes you know Somebody might have some good advice for you. Somebody, somebody might, you know, like I remember when when I wanted to do, when I wanted to do uh, my artistry, the major route 
there was a label I was talking to and I remember in the, one of the meetings, the A&R, he was just fighting me on digging deeper. He was just like, yeah, I mean, I know I feel just like very, just kind of like playing my R&B vibe to the left and like, just kind of like, what else, what else, what else, what else, what else? And then he got me to the point where I pulled out a record that I didn't see was as special as it was. Wow. And I remember when I played it in the meeting and everyone was like, why the fuck didn't you start it with this? And it was because I overlooked it because I mm. had my idea of who I am, right? But that song is who I am too. I wrote that shit too. I just, I'm not excited about that one today. That one's not new and shiny anymore. I put that toy away and now I'm playing with a new one. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, and so like that experience taught me like, dang, like when people challenge you, when you're triggered like that, your trigger is speaking to work you need to do. It's not, so it's like if something is hitting you and it's like, oh, this bothers me. This person's challenging me on it. Lean into the challenge. All right, yeah. there must be something there. Let the person push you. So if somebody is like, yo, dig deeper, dig deeper if you can. I was like, fine, nigga, I'll dig all the way down into the bottom of the bed. I pulled out and I pulled out something and, 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 you know, and it just taught me something about myself. So I would say like, sometimes hear people out. Like it might inspire, I don't always take everybody's advice, but sometimes I take, like, I might talk to Mickey, talk to one of my other homies, talk to my mom and take a piece of what Mickey said, piece of what my mom said, flip it, reverse it, put my version of put it. Put that on thing it. down, flip it in reverse. Yeah. <laughs> and, now, and now it's me. You know what I mean? So it's like all criticism, constructive criticism is a thing. You know what I mean? I so it's just like, if people, if you keep hearing the same criticism from different uh. people, you maybe you should listen. Right. Yeah. Criticism, all criticism isn't isn't bad. I think I think how we feel being criticized is our work. It's like it's okay yeah. for exactly. you but just because it makes no you uncomfortable doesn't mean that sensitive, I think. I think it's like everyone's too sensitive. Everyone's yeah, it's just like yeah, take, yeah. take your feelings out of it. Just look at it, look at everything with an open mind, heart, you know, and then it might be bullshit, but it might be facts, you know? It's yeah. like, yeah. Sometimes you gotta weed through the bullshit because in the bullshit, there's still information. Like we learned something yeah. because of that too. No, I, I even, I like how you said, lean into that sort of trigger point because even like the story that I was telling, that, that, that was a trigger point, you know? And like that definitely piqued the curiosity, like, oh damn, there's definitely like a hole in my armor that potentially needs to be sharpened. Like for this to affect me like this, like, yeah. okay, maybe I got to go reflect. Maybe I actually have to do some personal work because at the end of the day, like we were saying, you know, that you can never really control the criticism you're going to get. But the, the the truth is, if you're an artist, you better get used to it because it's going to come throughout your entire career, whether you're big or small. And everyone has their own agenda. You can't be right. upset. Like them, the let the record company liking the old you, they had their agenda with the old yeah. you. They were like, yeah. yo, we can put them with this and do this. They had their plans. So now you coming in with your new vibe and they're like, but wait, we have plans for the old vibe. So you can't like, like when it comes to criticism, it's like trying to zoom out and see like, okay, wait, mm. this is this is, if, I, if I'm entering into a partnership, if it is a record deal or something like that, it's like, there's two people here, it's not just you. So it's like, they have, you know, their input too. And so there's no, there's no such thing as creating something without critiquing it. That's just not real. 
Like you critique yourself. Why are you mad that somebody else is critiquing? We cr we're your, you're your hardest critic. Come on. People won't see it until you paint the picture. The thing is like, everyone wants you to see them, but it's like, you gotta like give them something to see. And I had to realize that for myself, I'm like, I'm not like giving them enough to see. Let me fucking like put myself on a display. Like, week after week, you know, that's why it's like, yeah, just like be consistent, be yourself. And just like, and honestly, it's like, this is me five years down the road saying this. So it's like, if you're not there yet, figure it out. Like take one to two years to just like, you know, really get to know yourself. Like, I think a lot, I didn't even know myself. And I think that's like such a big part of it too. Mm -hmm. And it's like, these are things I figured out over five years of like, frustration crying being like just going I've seen the tears I've seen yeah. them it's like you know so We're don't real. be I think it's like don't be hard on yourself but remember yeah remember your why when you hit those hit those like obstacles they're trying to teach you something last thing thousand true fans rule yo it's you can have a very successful career with just a thousand fans I mean, it depends what your view of success is, of course, but I am, to I don't care if I get one more fan, I would love more fans, but um, I am so okay with the group of people that I have right now. Like I could literally survive with the fan base I have right now. I don't have millions of followers and you also don't need a million followers to impact a million people. Me and Tiff were talking about this the other day. Mm. Like you do not need any of that. Oh. Um, you just like, never yeah. know who's paying attention. Like, and if there's a lot of people, just because people not liking your shit, because people not commenting, doesn't mean that they're not watching. That's the biggest Facts. one. Oh yeah. Just because yeah. they're not saying nothing, don't mean they're not. They uh, don't follow you, and they're seeing your DMs too. If you're someone that's reaching out to ARs, managers, artists, songwriters, whatever, like they're seeing your messages, even if they don't open it or respond. Like they're seeing it. So just yeah. keep that in mind as well. Oh,